Hello everyone and welcome to this episode, the Mean Girls one, of the Women Talking About Learning podcast. This episode features a few returning guests talking about how women don't always help other women in the workplace. Each guest had something they wanted to talk through and it's our first ever four-handed episode. Our guests are Katrina Collier, Lydia Sharialau, Abby Reynolds and Amy Jane Young. You might recognise some of those names and that's because all the guests are returnees. Katrina works in recruitment and wants to improve candidate experience and was previously on the workwear episode. Lydia is a people experience professional and agile HR coach and was previously on the mansplaining episode. Abby is head of operations and customer experience at Five App and was also on the workwear episode with Katrina. Amy is all about helping people make the most of careers through performance consulting, learning technology and employee experience and was previously on the negative episode of the podcast. As always, I am in the room to keep track of the time, make notes, and this was a fascinating discussion. My favourite episodes always feel like I've just eavesdropped into a conversation, and this is a great example. This is Women Talking About Learning. This is Katrina, Lydia, Abby, and Amy talking about Mean Girls. Hey, it's really good to um, see you all. Katrina, how are you doing? I'm very well, Amy. How are you doing? Excited this Friday? I am. I'm really happy it's Friday. It's been a week. And we have a good topic. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lydia, are you looking forward to our topic? Hi, Amy. Hi, hi, Katrina. Yes, I'm really looking forward to this one. Let's, uh, let's see what we, all the stories that we can share. Um, Abby, welcome too. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Katrina, Lydia and Amy. I am super excited uh, about this topic today. So, um, yeah, and lovely to meet you as well, Lydia and Amy, for the first time as well. Lovely to meet you too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry, Katrina. Go, Amy. (laughs) Well, we're here to talk about about, uh, Mean Girls, really. And it's interesting how this has sort of come about. And I was having a think, you know, because we, I, I listen to the woman talking about learning podcasts and I find it personally a really inspirational piece of work because I get to hear from all of these amazing voices and, uh, and I get so much from it. And I was starting to, to, to think to myself, what is this woman supporting woman, women lifting woman? What is that? You know, how can we turn it into positive? And I found an amazing quote and I'd love your thoughts on it. And it's um, Shelley Zalis who writes for Forbes and she says, in our individuality as women, we have power, but collectively we have impact. Ooh, lovely. Ooh, that's, that's, that's nice. It's nice. It's like, it's something along the lines, another one I've heard of, uh, that if we do things alone, we're a single drop in, in the ocean, but together we're like the whole ocean. Or I might be completely misquoting it, but uh, along those lines. So yes, girl power. I love that, Lydia. And I think that, the reason we ended up with this Mean Girls, and we have to, of course, importantly point out, we are not Mean Girls. <laughs> no. Very important, underlined. Um, it is more that it's when women potentially unintentionally undermine each other so that we don't come together as a power force and a force for good, which I really think women can. And I'm actually loving the rise of, you know, almost the divine feminine energy, which is making us so strong and incredible. But there's this, element of undermining other women which again I just don't think is intentional but I feel that we'll probably talk a little about that and give some examples yeah 
that that's interesting that you say that that perhaps it's not intentional I hope mm. it's not Lydia I really mm. hope it's not mm. yes <laughs> what do you think Abby well I think that's right I think um yeah I was having a long think about this too and um having worked in the technology sector for the past eight years it's it's got a bit of a reputation for having you know not a diverse uh not not a diverse uh amount of people in it so you do often find yourselves in organizations where you know um for men might be the dominant force in an organization for example and i think you know some i've been in you know i've been in situations over a period of time where you do sometimes see women rise to the top but it's they've had to work really super hard to get there and they've probably you know unfortunately they've had to change some of the way that they would normally behave in order to you know get get the things that they want and then you know and intentionally that may cause them to you know uh, behave in certain ways which aren't you know natural mm -hmm. to them um it's because of the environment has made the made them be like that and so I think yeah I think that's really interesting I don't think it's ever been in, in like an intentional behavior when you see it sometimes sometimes it's they they've just you know that that's just how they've been you know uh, programmed to behave in inside of an environment that is do you uh, think it's, it's it's that adopting them almost male persona or the male energy to fit into the patriarchy as opposed to sort of staying in our hey we're women so the masculine <laughs> traits someone told me literally last week you know masculine traits it's like okay yeah one of those it does happen doesn't it, Lydia <laughs> and Katrina I have seen it you know where and also I, I think I've done it <laughs> I think I've done it you know I wouldn't I, I I suppose I have to sit here and say you know when I've worked in an organization on our be quite reflective, you know, um, never intentionally to be mean or anything like that, but you do find yourself adopting behaviours and you think, wow, is that really me? <laughs> I need to sort that out. Right, right. So, so to, to your point, Abby, perhaps it's, um, uh, I, don't, I don't want to be uh, this way or I don't want to respond to this way, but if I don't, I'm not going to get heard. Or if exactly. I don't, then um, you know, you know, my point is my point won't be put across. So it's like making a decision that you don't naturally want to make, but you're pushed into it, maybe. Yes, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Well, it's a bit when like work, um, you know, Amy Cuddy's work on that sort of power poses and all that. You know, we're told exactly I can see you, Katrina, doing it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> the podcast listeners know that. Yeah. <laughs> Your hands on your... her hands are on her waist as we speak. Hands are on her waist, <laughs> um, but it's true. I, I completely agree with you, and I, I know I've done it where I've walked into a you know boardroom with a, a bunch of men, and oftentimes it ends up being a room of white men, straight white men who are all there, and I've got to present my case or do what I want to do, and I feel like, gosh, immediately, whether that's an intentional intentional thing of the situation I'm in or or something they're doing, or it's because I've been indoctrinated to believe this this way um I find myself really conscious how am I presenting myself what am I saying yeah. how am I standing um and you get that imposter syndrome I know it's been talked about a lot on on the podcast before of you come out and you're like oh my god what did I say I must have sounded <laughs> such an idiot oh and you just go over it all 
Do men do that? I don't know if they do. Oh, men definitely have imposter syndrome, for sure, Amy. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. But actually, what you'd find is if you actually did a good 10-minute power pose before you went in, you'd be really calm. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but actually, this is also quite interesting because in a way, we've almost admitted that we've gone to, I'm not saying men are mean, but into that quite male energy where we can be a lot more forthright, sometimes rude, direct, that kind of. So because we were, I believe somebody didn't believe that women can be mean to other women in the workplace. Was it Lydia? Were you saying that before we came on? Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, I think that, that there are women out there that perhaps, or fortunately, haven't come across this, which is, isn't that lovely, right? To not, to not be uh, in a situation where either it's happened to you or you know of others who have experienced that. Um, I, for one, have experienced that firsthand from other women um, along my career. And, um, you know, it, it's, it, it really does make a big impact in your on your life and, and how you in your belief in yourself um mm. and uh and, for, and definitely I have tried my best not to do it to other women I'm sure that unintentionally I perhaps have said or done something that hasn't come across that way you know I'm not perfect yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> were you um, are you happy to share a little bit more about yes, like an example yeah. Lydia where perhaps you didn't expect sure absolutely um so um I, I've had both uh, uh male and female managers um I've had both uh, managers male and female have elevated me and and ones who have put me down uh so in the you know it, it's not only women but in this uh, couple of examples I've had uh female managers who have you know so one specific example this was um, earlier on in my career um, I had uh, applied or wanted to apply for my um, for a certification and uh, part of the certification application was that I had to request uh, almost a statement to back up my application from a peer and my manager said manager didn't believe I was ready to go for that that process I believed I did my peers believed I did um, and so long and short of it that that application it came to a bit of a head to a bit of a head can't, can't speak and, yeah. uh, and and she and she basically said I don't think you're ready you're you know this isn't for you or etc I went ahead and made the application and got the certification um, and, you know, it was that putting down and putting doubts in, mm. in the person who at the time I was a lot younger and, and more impressionable. And to hear something like that when it was just unnecessary, mm. it was, you know, some I don't know, was it out of spite or it was, I don't know what it was. But was it, it, was it, was it just a, you're not ready or it was a, look, I think you're 90% there and there's just this 10% I think you'd need to work hard on or it was literally, I don't think you're ready. It, it would have been nice to be the, you know, let me give you some support and development, but it wasn't. It was very yeah. much about, you. you know, my belief is you're not ready to do this. So, you know, I'm not going to help you out. Um, and, you know, instead of encouraging, even if I hadn't got the certification, it wasn't encouraging. So what I took from it is whenever I am in a situation similar or otherwise to be able to offer constructive criticism or feedback mm. rather than just like no I don't think this is the right thing for you um, and something has happened in more recent years as well where again I wanted to apply for something and I was told no I don't think this is the right thing for you 
Um, and, and I just think that, you know, that that's mean, you know, so to the point of, of our podcast today is that's just mean. It's not giving yeah. any information about, you know, I can support your development or perhaps why, you know, it's just like, no. So those are a couple of examples that, that I've had. Yeah, How about you, Amy? It's not really about the, what I'm getting from what you're saying is it's not really about the feedback itself. It's how it's delivered. And I think that's the key, isn't it? It's sort of, there's nothing wrong with a manager saying to you, you're not ready for something. But but I think as women as well, what we just have to be conscious of, and I'm very conscious of putting more, you know, we, women need to do more because we need to do so much already. Um, <laughs> yes. But we do need to be really conscious of when we're working with other women, when we're in that space, especially as leaders, um, that we are careful about how we say things and really conscious of perhaps things we've been through in our lives. Um, so like you just said, Lydia, if when you're in that situation with someone else and they ask you a question like that, or they want to do something, you will be so much more cognizant of how you feel or felt in that situation with how you give that feedback. And I think it's something that we do have a responsibility to make sure we're aware of and we think about whenever we are working with others or dealing with others. Um, I mean, in terms of stories for me, <laughs> oh, I can feel it. There's a list. There's a list <laughs> coming. Imagine, Abby, you did just unmuted. Were you about to say something before Amy well, shares one of her scary no, stories? No, I want to hear Amy's uh, experiences because, um, yeah. Um, but I was just, yeah, I was just agreeing with everything that Amy was saying and also listening to Lydia and, you know, uh, relating to some of those experiences too. And I think it's it's tough, isn't it? Because you have to think women, and this is just part of my experience, I, I, don't, I don't speak for all and I know many organisations are trying to address these problems and put things in place. But, you know, I have worked in organisations where I have felt that, you know, women in the organisation do have to work harder to get recognised and to get rewarded and to, you know, and it's not because they're not trying hard enough, it's because of the environment that they're navigating through, you know, um, is lots of different politics and uh, networks that you have to, you know, get through. And if you're not part of that network, you know, sometimes it can be very tricky so in just my experience you know sometimes I've felt that I have been right for the job but you know I've had to go for it a second time because you know uh, it it went to you know somebody else the first time and it was because that was a, a pal or you know somebody that they drink with or or whatnot and it's I just think for women it we've got a lot more sometimes we've got a lot more to navigate through um, and that's where we've got to think, oh, if you've got another woman sitting in front of you and you can help and support in some way, then you should be thinking absolutely 100% I'm going to, you know, support this person and help yeah. them get through. And, you know, I have had some women that have supported and helped me in many organisations too. And, um, you know, I, I've uh, yeah, they, I think that's amazing. And I have lovely experiences to talk to about those people. But I also have had the other side of the experiences too. So I think it's, uh, you just, yeah, for me, it's always thinking, 
what can so I true. do to help? I just, wanted to, I just wanted to awesome. say that we've all been nodding. So those listeners that nobody can't see <laughs> yeah. us, we're all nodding along to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, you're saying that, Abby, and I'm thinking of a, a situation I come across all the time. As you know, you, I was um, pre-plague booking speakers for Disrupt HR, and I would always want to balance out the male and female speakers at a minimum, right? And then yeah. add in the rest of the diversity. And women would so often say no as well. So you're talking about you were passed over because you weren't a mate in the pub, but then there's the opposite of they're almost mean to themselves and say no. And like, or they'll suggest their team leader because they think they don't have as a, you know, HR on the ground person. They think they don't have anything to share. And I'm just like, but of course you do. You've been in the industry for eight, nine years. You've got stories. Of course you've got stories. And it's, it's the other, but also I think the, um, the unintentional one I really want, really want to share, and I'm sorry if you've listened to the other podcast, you get to this twice, but was, again, going into that unintentional thing, you know, having stood on a stage, having, sorry, Abby, you've heard this before, done the opening keynote, you know, gave it my all, shared all these tips and tricks, and I, you know, go off stage, and in the bathroom, a lady comes up to me and says, yeah, great talk. You've given me confidence to wear a tight dress. Oh, and that, I just that was the takeaway. Yeah. That was the takeaway. Nothing I said, just great talk. <laughs> You've given me confidence. But see, this is where I think then it starts being that women are being mean to each other without realizing. And it's the great undermining of it all comes down to how we present ourselves. Yeah. And the older I get, the less inclined I am to dress up. So that's sort of ironic. But <laughs> that that we make these judgments. Then I but I think that goes a lot more back to society as well as work. And it's this, oh, we can be mean to each other in that circumstance. But have you noticed you know, it on, on, you know, during, in the pandemic, especially, I noticed it in a, a previous role I had before, uh, for my current job, when people were joining Zooms. And I was hearing managers being like, she could put a bit more effort in. I'm not <gasps> hearing And it would be women as well. Women would be saying it, you know, she could pop a bit of makeup on, or she could do this and that. And you think to yourself, well, you, oh. why are you saying that about that woman? And you're not holding anyone else to the same account. And it's it's even worse oh, when it's yeah. women doing it to each other. And I hear it. Yeah. You know, and my girlfriends will listen to this podcast and they'll be like, are you talking about me? And I'll be like, yes. Uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> talking about, you know. If you spend rate. more than 10 minutes getting ready, it's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> we spend so long criticizing ourselves, talking about our weight, slagging yeah. off someone in the gym for wearing a pair of leggings why are we doing that where's that yeah. coming from because if you've had that happen to you acknowledge honey you're projecting you are projecting yeah. to another female and that is not okay yeah. go and look in the mirror and see what you know why are you being mean to someone else that you're not seeing in yourself exactly yeah so wow yeah it's, i can't believe managers did that oh my yeah. god yeah sorry yeah. Yeah, it is. I had had a similar story, actually, Katrina, to that, where I think I was sat with, there was me, one other person, and another person, and the other person was a female, and the other person was male. Um, And the the male was in the the higher position, and we were subservient, uh, or supposed to be. Um, (laughs) I I can't imagine you being subservient to anybody I don't I'm not subservient to anyone no I refuse (laughs) um my boss I think you're subservient to some people um but um yeah and you know the the other person the other female walked in wearing you know a really nice outfit um 
a skirt, makeup, you know, all of that sort of stuff, heels and and I don't dress like that because that's not my nature. I'm sort of like wear a shirt, I'm a blazer and, you know, and um, a nice pair of loafers, something like that. And he said, oh, wow, you really made an effort. You look really nice to the other person, but then just ignored me at the, at the time. Now, not that I was bothered because I really didn't care for his opinion yeah. at all. And I found it really awful that he'd, start, he'd objectify, started objectifying us already. But the other female was sort of like, oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. I got this done, you know. And then they just carried on in a conversation. And in that instance, you know, it would have been nice for the female to go, yeah, thank you. Oh, you know, and just compliment me. So, Abby, you, look, yeah. you also yeah. look at me. I remember thinking in that situation, <laughs> yeah. and I looked and I thought, wow, you haven't got my back at all. Yeah. And I would have your back, but you haven't got my back. And I remember thinking, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> so I would have hated being objectified. Yeah. So I would have totally like stuck my arm around you. I mean, like, I and been... how fab does Abby look today? Or something like really sarcastic, <laughs> obvious that I didn't appreciate being my appearance yeah. being commented yeah. on. Exactly. That's, that's girls having each other's back. <laughs> Sar Sar sarcasm is uh, one of our, our best tools, isn't it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And, um, you know, it comes back to, um, you know, what we're here to talk about today. So, yeah. you know, ha we've all shared experiences of where we felt that someone, especially another woman, has said or done something and made us feel... Uh, less than positive in, in in that way and so what we you know wanted to to share here on this podcast is how important it is that we collectively as women and women in leadership positions offer support motivation yeah. encouragement to um, other women around us so you know how how do we add value to other people's lives and and how do we pick up maybe others who have said something so being in a meeting with you know, a male manager, and then in that maybe situation, saying something, saying, you know, um, is that appropriate? Or, you know, like, you know, how does that make you feel? Or, you know, like, I'm here too, hello, you know, so something to really kind of stop people in their track to think, tracks to think, is that the right behavior? You know, and it, yeah. it is impacting me sitting here and hearing you say that. It's interesting, isn't it, Lydia? It's, uh, one that comes as we get more experienced or old, as I like to call it, that we will be far more confident to push back. Mm. But it's also that awareness that they will probably bite back because I feel a lot of women have then been told they're emotional or they're X, Y, Z when they assert themselves and they're called aggressive and so on mm. in that situation. And I feel that's possibly why women don't do that. They don't necessarily... Mm. Because well, there's a little bit of backs because because they feel like if they stand up for the other woman, then they're gonna get it in the neck. And, Potentially, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that self self protection. Self preservation. Yeah. Preservation. Yeah. yeah. And, and, again, this is not necessarily intentional. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. right there in the 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 con. You know, the conscious mind going, "What if I do this?" It just could be the pattern mm -hmm. runs. So, Next so I've got a question for all of you. Have Have you had uh, an experience in a, a personal professional capacity that really has stood out to you where another woman has elevated you right oh you know, I thought you were going to say the opposite was, no no <laughs> it's the other, I'm kind of positive 
So, you know, how did that make you feel? What was that experience like? I had um, Mel Agostini, who I have finally just found again. She like disappeared. Um, so she had a, a dreadful experience, a recruitment agency that I was at like 290 years ago. And she was managed out when she had a baby because she could do that actually only 16 years ago. That, that's what happened. Um, and I lost touch with her and I was heartbroken and she just suddenly reappeared on the socials and I found her I was so excited um, because she always had my back, built me up, just made me feel really confident to be myself and do my job, if that mm. makes sense. It was so really, really lovely, even though she actually went through a really horrible experience in that very male-dominated environment. That was it. It was just having my back. And, and I bet that stuck with you. It yeah, did. That, we, had, yeah. we had the best conversation just this week. It was, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> just the excitement <laughs> after all these years to have you know, found her. I mean, she's a lot of the reason I wrote the Robot Proof Recruiter. It was the, the professionalism and the understanding of how you could do such an amazing job as a recruiter. You know, it, when I, that, that was her teaching. And I now get to pass it on to the thousands of readers, which is just lovely. But she had my back. And she always supported me and, and trained me. She didn't just knock me down. No. She was lovely. Oh, well, thank as well, Katrina. Thank you very much. Edition two will be out in August, which is even more worrying because I have a big <laughs> deadline coming up. <laughs> if wait. I hit the deadline. Oh. <laughs> it's got like the, you know, the, the little plague involved now because it's made such a difference to the world of recruitment. <laughs> What about you, Amy? Have you had an experience like that that stuck with you? I think mine is a collective experience of, of who is in my squad. Mm. You know, who are these women I've collected over the years mm. that I turn to um, in times of celebration and times of struggle? And I've got a really great network of women around me. Um, I've got friends I worked with in previous organizations who've become my closest friends, who got me through times in my professional life where I really struggled. So for example, um, you know, I've got a beautiful, almost three-year-old daughter now, but when I fell pregnant, I was like, my career is over. Everyone tells me you can't do this. You can't do it. Uh, you can't be ambitious. Well, you couldn't 16 years ago. You can now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and and, and these women who, who lifted me and told me mm. I could didn't even have kids. So it's not about them being mums or having to empathise yeah. with that experience. It was the fact that they saw me as an ambitious uh, woman that they worked with and they knew I could do it. And they really, they really helped me. And also when I went back to work, lifting my confidence and helping me work out what were my non-negotiables. And I think when you've got women around you, and I think about my close-knit group of girlfriends you know, and you can text them stuff in, in a WhatsApp group and you're like, hey, is this okay? Or someone said this to me and I'm not sure. And they come back and mm. they're like, hell no, that's not okay. Because yeah. you tell yourself, you, I'm sure you've you've all experienced this where you've had maybe something said to you at work or, you know, in your personal life and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that was derogatory or not. I think I'll just leave it. Mm. Yeah. You've gone back to someone and said, hey, can you just clarify this? I don't feel right about it. What do you think? And they come back and they help amplify you and lift your voice yeah. and almost confirm um and I think that yeah my experience is really that all the positives are just this this group of incredible women I've collected over the years that I've mm. kept and I'm not letting leave my side really how about you Abby 
Yeah, I was just say, Katrina <laughs> and Amy, that's very similar to to me. To great question, by the way, Lydia. Too um, is I've it, especially in the tech tech industry over the years, I've collected uh, you know a real um, collection of people and um, friends um, that I can go to that I really trust. You know, I'll go out for dinner with them. Um, go for coffee with them and you, you know we I've collected a lot of people females that I know that I can go to and talk about things and um, they give really good advice and I give really good advice to them and we're just an advisory board where we can really you that. know say what's going on and you know um, tell share how we can get through some of the challenges that we experience um, so I think that's really important to have that network. I've also had some really good managers over the years that have been female. And I, I don't want to, if any of my other managers who are male are listening to this podcast. <laughs> we love you all. I don't want to upset anyone because I've had some amazing male managers too. Um, but we're talking about females right now. Yeah. But have had some really excellent female managers who have really um, empowered me and uh, got me to the next level in my career and have helped me and you know I'm now managing teams myself and I always think about what people have done for me and how I want to make sure that I, I do the same for other people too and I think it's really important um, but a lot of the time I felt that just having each other's back and um, empowering each other, especially in organisations, is so important, you know, um, really. Yeah, and sometimes you have to really go out of your way to do it. You say, that's a really brilliant idea. I love that, Amy. Or, you know, and you really have to amplify what, you know, what you're doing internally um, because, that's you know we just need to empower each other and uh, and and I think that's really helped me when women have done that with me and hopefully yeah. I've uh, reciprocated back to other people as well. So um, that re yeah. reminds me of the speaker thing again, like going yeah. back to so there's a group of us who all were well I'm now not but we're all running events and we would then go because we decided we made a pact amongst us that we wanted more women to speak. So we wanted to bring up more speakers all the time. And I love Disrupt for that because it was, you know, five-minute talks, so a really easy way to get people. A bit like podcasts, right? Get people out of the comfort zone and doing it. Um, and we made a pact that we'd start pushing back on any events that had manals, you know, the all-male panels. And and it's that we had to... <laughs> we had to make an agreement and then we had to rope in some of the male speakers we knew to get them to say, no, this is unacceptable. Like, where are the women? And it, but it was with this aim of we can collectively, which is where we started, wasn't it? Collectively bring up. And how exciting it is when you do do that. I love seeing people flourish because you, you, you open the door that much for them and they've just thrown yeah. it open and oh, such a good I feeling. I love that, Katrina, and you've just made me think about something, which is uh, something that I've also seen, um, which I think can erode away uh, a positive work environment where I've seen... I think it's really important for men also to empower women to empower other women. And yeah. I have been in organisations where men have done the opposite and they yes. play women off against each other and they enjoy the uh, 
the, the, the power dynamic they feel yeah power dynamic but also you know if there's some emotion involved and they'll say oh they're so emotional or something like that and it's it's not really you've played a situation and you've made and i think that's just so awful when i've seen that happen and i've you know had to stand up in a few situations and say that's not that's not cool I don't, you know, and I think that's um, that's where men collectively and, you know, everybody can be. It takes everybody to empower each other, doesn't it? And um, yeah, this question just in from the person behind the scenes who happens to be male and quite adorable. Uh, what can women do if they think they're being played off against each other? Slap them? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the person doing it, not the female. Let me just reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, well, this is where they collectively need to, like, come together and say and recognise what is happening and call it out together and, um, and yeah, just kick back. Um, it can be tricky because sometimes, you know, um, the people who are doing <clears throat> that, playing people off against each other are sometimes people in very high senior roles. Um, so, and, so yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that, so and that, that example of saying, um, oh, of course you don't do this, but so-and-so does that, you know? So it, it's trying to get you, you know, in line with their thinking, you know, oh, don't you think that, which is a leading question. It's like, um, not sure <laughs> that that's totally on go down. You know, but perhaps, you know, I have, you know, speaking about a specific person saying, now, I actually have seen improvements in the way they've been working recently. And, you know, I'm going to counteract what you're saying. Um, and that exactly to Abby's point, which is uh, uh, men in more senior positions, you know, who in a more senior position yourself, you can perhaps through your experience say that's not appropriate. And, you know, yeah. but those perhaps who are younger might not feel that they can. So giving them a voice and being that person that says, actually, I'm not too sure that that's the right way to say that, um, you know, is, I guess, how we can, as women, uh -huh. um, again, in more senior leadership positions, maybe who feel more confident to call something out, of course, in a, in a positive way, uh, <laughs> and, and hopefully that gets taken into consideration. I love that, Lydia, and I think it reminds me of, you know, when we were talking about great examples of women who've lifted you. When I think about those women I worked with uh, who have become my best friends, they're the ones who I know will mention my name in a room full of opportunities when I'm not there. Not for any other reason than they want to amplify me and I deserve that opportunity. I've worked with plenty of women in my time who I know will not say my name because and it's, it's not necessarily their fault. It's, a, it's, a, it's the system. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. I don't think it's intentional. I think sometimes it comes from a place of fear. It depends where you're working. If there's a lack of psychological safety and you feel like you've got to stomp everybody to get to the top. Um, but the real power we have collectively is what we say about other women when yeah. they're not there. So you said that, and I think about, I had a female uh, manager who was a narcissist I have a lot of experience with narcissists because my mother's one um and the gaslighting and the lying and that she literally turned the entire floor of people against me it was amazing and I could see straight through her which was a real problem but when you talk about that projection thing that you said earlier and it's like you not only I mean you mentioned 
the, the psychological safety at work, but she, of course, didn't have any within herself. You know, she was very, very insecure because all narcissists saw. And it's that incapacity to be able to see what they're doing as well that makes it so hard. Um, I'm sure there's lots of women that unfortunately end up in that situation where they're, they're trapped in that narcissist codependent. I don't really know what my point was. Felt relevant when I started the, but you know. <laughs> I think you're right. There's going to be so many people listening to this who who will have experienced the same thing and would have spotted that pattern of behavior. And I think yeah. even more powerful are the the women who are listening to this now and the men who are supporting and amplifying women who can see women in a situation like this right now and what advice we give yeah. them to how how they yeah. deal with that. Um, my advice always to anybody is if you are not happy in a working situation, get out of there, go, yeah. you're worth more, know your worth, you have to know yeah. your worth, pick your battles. And if you can't, because I was trapped on rolling commission that I wasn't about to walk away from, um, was just hold firm because people will work it out eventually. It's, it's it kind of sounds counterintuitive, but actually almost trying to say, but they're lying, but they're lying, but they're lying just makes it worse. It's almost better to just go, okay. And literally the other person will eventually work it out. But if it, because if it doesn't feel right, and it's a re really counterintuitive piece of advice, but if you stuck in, like I was on rolling commission, but it was okay. Thankfully the crash came and I got to leave that recruitment agency. <laughs> there were a lot of benefits of 2008. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? And I think it's, it's, it's easy us saying, get out or saying those yeah. things. And there's a lot of other things at play, you know, mm -hmm. if you've got a mortgage to pay or rent or whatever, and, you know, you're depending on, of course, you know, so many other things. Um, so, um, of course, yes, try to, to be in a position where you feel that you're happy, number one, and that you feel that you are respected and um, that you are adding value. Uh, and, and if you find yourself in a situation where, all the things we've described from a mean girl perspective are, are happening, then um, reach out to someone and speak to them. So don't stay silent because yeah. you know, that we, we all know what that, that can escalate to something else. So, mm. you know, if, if you have to stay in it because you need the job, etc., make sure that you're talking to someone, at least one other person about it and trying mm. to find ways to, approach the situation in a different way or, or something to, to make the situation more bearable and I think as Amy was saying as well not necessarily within the company go out to your outside network as well if you feel like you haven't got anyone within which is, can happen as well that that almost that you're almost sanity checking it out you Amy when you go is this right exactly. <laughs> that, and, and get your support there which will probably help you then get your support internally sometimes i mean being on the receiving end of a narcissist is fun <laughs> five minutes <gasps> we could talk all day this is dreadful mm. what do you mean we've only got five minutes <laughs> there was one there was only one point i really wanted to raise i guess and it's i know it sounds like i'm putting a lot of pressure on women but i just think when we're coming from this place of, of giving advice and supporting and amplifying i think for me something i've i've learned in the last two years is this you know, all women will go through this uh, cycle at different times. Um, but in particular is recognizing my privilege that I will go through less of this than some of my colleagues who are black or who are LGBTQ, 
who will walk in a room and have a very different experience to the experience I will have. And I think for me, it's always a, a little sense checker when I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really hard for me. I stop and I think, oh, how might so-and-so be dealing with this? Mm. Very true. There's, there's your empathy coming out, Amy. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's so true, Amy. Yeah, I think that's that's a lovely... Um, Lovely thing. I mean, I am part of the old, I, I am, you know, um, gay. And so I, I have, have felt, you know, some in workplaces where I, th- I think, oh, you know, are other women experiencing <laughs> this? Uh, and I'm not, you know, I, and uh, at, at times I've thought, oh, it's all in my own head. It's, it's not. But I think it is real. And there are, you know, it's definitely, I think you, you do raise something very, very important there um almost yeah. having your advisory squad as i've decided to call it because we got both those words didn't we <laughs> but having that squad to go to to say is this in my head are other women and i feel like our ability to to speak out and ask has just become so incredible and actually the, uh, the example i've just written into edition two of my book is about an employee on linkedin writing two blog posts about his experience working at that company and how it wasn't as as open and as dynamic as it it says it is and like his entire experience of being bullied and having to leave and just that we we can now do that because much as it might not seem easy for a lot of listeners to leave if you just search jobs right now if if there was a year to change jobs it's 2022 we overfired in 2020 we're trying to overhire now it's not working there are jobs aplenty um so it, it's it, but people feel really empowered because the internet's given that ability to do that but also the great things like the technology with like whatsapp to be able to have your advisory squad as I've decided it's now called, on tap, (laughs) right there. Yeah, yeah. so don't don't keep silent, you know, make sure people can speak to and ask those questions. Yeah, I think definitely, um, definitely. I was just going to say something to Amy's point around, you know, how you've got to think about um, the different minorities that are also going Mm -hmm. through the same, same thing. And I think, I, in my time, I have been called, oh, don't worry, she's just a fiery, angry lesbian who hates men. <laughs> it does make me laugh. <laughs> kind of, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, that's There's not Men love to call us men hate, man haters, though. They, just love it. So they do. <laughs> I was asking them to stop raping and murdering women, and I got called a man hater well man they love throwing that at us yeah. bless them so rude not I'm not taking from what you just said Abby which is so important but just uh, that immediate hell back a name as soon as we call them out I think that goes back to my earlier point Lydia yeah. by that you've got to you've got to be confident to call them out yeah yeah and and how do you become confident when you've had other women around you elevating and supporting you and you know making it exactly. okay to yeah. say those things yeah. Abby, I totally want you in my corner. Since <laughs> <So, laughs> we found our squad, this is it. This is totally. It's quite awful though when you have to sit there and go, but I'm not a man hater. Am, <laughs> am I really angry? No. Or maybe I'm no. too angry. <laughs> That's those emotional angry. men name calling. Yeah. <laughs> 
so on that note that you know we're we're, we're not we're not man haters we're all saying that no. um and we like, don't hate women. women either yeah, yeah, we, we don't hate women. women. We, we love all people. We don't hate anyone. <laughs> not, not unless they're really mean to us. No, <laughs> yeah, and then we do. No. <laughs> well, um, thank you, everyone. Amazing. Yes, thank you yes. so much. Amazing. It's been great to meet you all and uh, to have this chat. Yes. Can't wait to chat again soon. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. You can sit with us. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your squad? Who's got your back? One of the highlights for me is women creating new connections and squads from being on the podcast. If you want to join the squad of women talking about learning, then please do get in touch. We record regularly and make it really easy for you. As always, you'll find our contact details, our guest contact details and links to useful resources in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon.